my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans, how's it going? Angela Bowen here. Hey there, Ron. <laughs> Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, today, see, I decided what I'm going to do. This last week, we celebrated Andrea's, Andrea Barber's birthday, who played Kimmy Gibbler. Now, we have three cast members of Full, Fuller House that are celebrating birthdays we have the 25th, the 26th, and the 28th. And I thought, well, I wanted to do a lot of the birthdays with their actual birthdays. Like, no, 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 because that's going to shove everything together. Like, you know, I'm just going to do it weekly. So this week, I'm going to be focusing on Juan Pablo de Pace's birthday, whose birthday is on the 25th. And the episode I chose for him, because guys, I looked high and low. I'm like, what is a Fernando episode that's kind of Fernando-centered? And the one I found is in season four. It's episode nine, entitled Perfect Sons, which aired on December 14th, 2018. In this episode, Fernando's mother pays a surprise visit. So he presents that he and Kimberly or Kimmy, live there, have a baby, and have DJ as her maid, and Steve teaches Jackson how to drive. Max makes a memorable debut on Wake Up San Francisco when he got a B. I want to read the actual, where is it? Here it is. It's the actual description on the, inside the DVD, you know, the episode description. I want to see what they say about it, because I think they might have it better. So, what is, Fernando's mother pays a surprise visit. Okay, well, that's pretty much the gist of that. And then you, of course, have Steve teaching Jackson how to drive. And remember, I swear I'm going to get to this episode, <laughs> driving this DJ. Yeah, Danny, who was very, very hypersensitive, or controlling, you know, Danny, this Danny, and I would not want Danny Tanner in my passenger seat instructing me how to drive and screaming in my ear. Then you have Jesse, who's just very, very lax, relaxed. Just let the car tell you what she needs. This car's name is Sally, by the way. And between the two of them, it's just, uh, DJ, you need to go with a professional. <laughs> it would have been interesting to see Joey teach, like, all three of the guys teaching her how to drive, so. But I like that this is a moment between Steve, who we know now is Jackson's stepfather in the future, but he's teaching him how to drive, so that's cool. And of course, Max, what's interesting is how the kids are kind of represent. Max is like really academic it's, yeah, 
and, and, and yeah, so he, honestly, I feel like Max is kind of in the DJ role of Full House, and where Jackson is more of, gosh, would you say that Jackson might be maybe in the Stephanie-ish role? And then, of course, Tommy fits right into the Michelle role, because he's the youngest. But then again, agree to disagree, right? Everyone, as I always say, as I always say, guys, everyone has their own opinion. You don't have to agree with people's opinions, but be respectful that everyone, each their own, has an opinion. And it may differ from yours. Alright, so, the rating on IMDb, 7.3 out of 10, based on 174 ratings. So, here's what I'm going to do. Each week, let me look at my calendar on my phone, because you know phones have calendars. So, on the 10th, I'm going to release Perfect Sons. On the 17th, I'm going to release. I'm going to release Michael Campion's birthday episode, which his birthday is on the 26th. And then, of course, the 24th is going to be me releasing Lori Laughlin's Full House, the producer episode. So. Actually, no, I think I'll just wait and do hers on the on her birthday on the 28th, and then I'll do something something different for the week of uh, the 24th. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. And I'll just pop out some random episode that really, I feel like, doesn't fit into a category yet, or just a run-of-the-mill type, because we do have John Stamos' birthday in August, August 19th, so I'll be covering an episode of for him, as well as the Animals of Full House, which will be in August. And then, of course, we have Dave Cooley's birthday that is in late September, so I'll be... I haven't decided which episode I want to pick for him, because what I'm kind of thinking of what I... I always get these ideas for themes, and I thought it would be really cool to kind of chronicle, like, um... Danny's kind of career from when he was a sportscaster all the way up to Wake Up San Francisco. There's uh, Knock You Out with um, Ernie Hudson playing the boxer. We have Danny's first telethon. And the same thing with like, Jesse and, and Joey with their you know, careers in, in, in comedy and, and music and stuff and just kind of channeling their height of their, you know, professions and stuff. And then, of course, with Joey and Jesse doing their advertising, that in itself can also be a theme there. With doing that, like, chronicling their journey together as career partners, their advertising, the radio show, stuff like that. So, I just, so many ideas just come into my mind, just like, whenever, like that one that I just did to place a theme for the 4th of July. I woke up that morning I uh, follow Blake, who plays um, Derek, who played Derek on Full House, and I'm like, because he put a picture of himself wearing, you know, the patriotic outfit, I'm like, that is an, because last year I did Fuller House Declarations of Independence, and I'm like, there's not really a point to why I am, and then I'm like, we'll do that one, we'll do, you know, the place of things, so it's just, things that just pop out of my like that is a thing that is a theme those are themes right there so all right let me jump back onto imdb here and get back on track because i just <laughs> go off on little show related tangents so this oh my god guys <gasps> this episode was directed by candace cameron bray oh <laughs> i'm 
excited. Writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, of course. Taylor Friedman and Will Griffin. Will Griffin's a staff writer. And then, of course, Taylor Friedman, this episode was written by. Oh, we... Oh, ooh. <laughs> Just looking at this, he was in a review like, eh. Okay, let's see. There are some connections here. Honey, I broke the house. Steffi crashing the car into the house. And Devil Wears Prada. Cammy says Fernando, Fernando's mother is like the Devil Wears Prada, but without the Prada. <laughs> uh, trivia. First appearance of Fernando's mother. Lori Laughlin. Oh, this is Lori Laughlin's final episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Maria Canellas Berrera. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced the name. Who plays Fernando's mother is only 13 years older than Juan Pablo de Pace. Okay. So, yes, this episode is being done in honor of Juan Pablo's birthday coming up. Okay. Power Bandit! Oh, I love his or her reviews. So great. Let's get to this really. This person did not like this episode. Gives it a 1 out of 10. And I cannot pronounce the name. Budisa of Insani? I. B O U D I C A of. There's a hyphen between of and the first word, and then a hyphen after of, and then I N C E N I. Okay, December 21st, 2018. Alright, here we go. Titles it Least Favorite Episode Since the Disagurus Second Half of Season 3. Alright, here we go. I am glad that some of the fresh wounds from the second half of season three were addressed. Amends made and friendships mended. This was through the season. It surprised me that Candace Cameron Bure would have episodes that dealt with an unintentional humiliation and broken hearts, and I was glad to see them straightened out. But this episode sucked. I can understand being proud of your children and grandchildren, but Bob Saget's attitude to Danny Tanner was abhorrent in this episode. He's co-host of a television show and has kids on his show, one of which was his grandson, the funniest one of all. However, his attitude, which he states of, it's not my grandchild, so I don't care, and says it so to another child was horrible. I'm surprised that Candace would have it in because what it said was that no other kids count. They are second rate for the show, in quotes, because they were not really related to Danny and Becky, and that was really messed up. It was rude, obnoxious, and for a show that calls itself family-friendly, really did not show itself to be in this episode. It might as well be called The Tanner Family Takes Precedence Over Everyone in the World. Alright, let's get to a... The ever faithful power man dad gives us a five out of ten. One good, two bads. One of these plots works, the others don't. Alright. Max makes a Rube Goldberg machine for Wake Up USA. He then gets a B, a social studies test, and mopes around the house for the rest of the day. DJ is not confident in Jackson's driving skills. Steve steps in as it would steps in as it would give I gotta move this mic back. I'm like probably screaming in your ear, it sounds like. It would give them some more time together. When the car breaks down, Matt comes to the rescue. Seeing the three of them together makes this episode brief male bonding in its best form. 
Bernardo's mother visits, he hatches a plan to make himself look good to cover up the truth about the living arrangements. It is actually kind of mean. What makes these not work is how pleasant they are. Max moping and the meanness of Fernando make this bad. I recommend this just for one good plot. Alright. Well, I'll be honest with you guys. I have not watched this particular episode. There's a lot of them that I just I haven't watched except for the an initial first run viewing. So, and this came out in 2008. So it's been what, a year and a half since I watched this. So I'm sure... There are things that I've forgotten in this episode. Maybe some of these reviewers are right. Maybe their their points will, will, will stand, but we'll, we'll have to see. But of course, before I get into the episode, I always like to <laughs> tell you Tanner Newbies where you can go to find the podcast on social media. It has a Facebook page, Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. That's a mouthful, I know, and it's even a bunch of words to type in. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. It will come up in the search bar. And, of course, on Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. And on Twitter at OMHC Full House. Also, I have an email address for the podcast if you'd like to write in. I would love to hear from you. Just write in to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we've been getting some great reviews on iTunes for the podcast. So if you've been a long-time listener, if you haven't gotten around to it, you know, guys, I don't do Patreon. I don't ask you guys for money. I don't believe in that type of stuff. Other podcasts do. That's absolutely fine. But I don't. I just ask that if you got a minute, just jump on the old iTunes and leave a review. Just tell me what you like about the show. You know, if you want to just have me describe a character, um, one reviewer did do that, and oh my goodness, I... I think I got some of them wrong, but I'm hoping I got at least 95% of them right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say definitely I have better luck describing a character than trying to describe an episode title. Also, where you can listen to the podcast. It's on SoundCloud. It's also on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Uh, Podbean, I believe, also has it up there. Uh, I've seen it played like from... Um, on SoundCloud, you can actually kind of see where people are playing from. There's Google, there's Bing, there's a lot of different search. You know, and even other podcast, like Podcast Addict or something like that. So it's just, it's really interesting to be able to see where the listeners are coming from, what devices they're listening on, how they're listening to it, what platforms. And it's just, it's, it's really great, you guys, that, you know, and I really, I want to thank all of you that have left a review, all of you that will leave a review in the future and just 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 for listening it just it means the world to me i just i love this show so much and i just i love all of you seriously for coming back and listening to episodes so yeah like i said july is going to be the month of cast members birthdays august is going to be about the animals of full house so we're going to meet rocket we're going to meet ginger rocket the horse ginger the monkey we're going to meet Scruffy the pig, we're going to meet Shorty the donkey. And then, of course, in October, we're going to be doing some back-to-school stuff. Not 
the only episode out of the four that I picked that's actually on the first day of school is going to be Fast Times at Bayview High with Jackson and Ramona starting high school. There's also going to be President Fuller, which is also from season four. There's going to be El Problemo, the Grande DJ, I'm sorry, guys. And, of course, Spellbound. And also, real quickly, before I get into the episode, I'll need to check in with everybody and see how they're doing. Hopefully, with everything going on, that uh, everyone's doing as best as they can. You know, taking their necessary precautions, whatever you need to do. Enduring this heat wave that I feel will never go away. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> I'm going to be moving to one of the hottest states in the United States. Um, <laughs> shortly, so, <laughs> uh, we don't have AC in this house, we just make do with fans that help a little bit, <laughs> um, as far as everything else going on in my life, guys, we have had one very, very busy week, we rented a dumpster, we took our bed apart, so now Jeremy's sleeping on the couch and I'm sleeping on a air mattress, and took our dresser apart, uh, we had people do a deep clean of our house, just trying to get everything ready to go. We have a house on the market at the end of the month. So, so many things, guys. So many things. Just, ugh. I mean, we've moved before, but in the same state. Just, you know, the first time I'm going to be living out of state. And, uh, oh my gosh, there's so, so how many things we accumulate? Well, I guess you could say I've accumulated over 10 years, it's just adding up. We've gotten rid of quite a few things, but it's just, oh my gosh, the books, guys. You guys know how much of a book reader I am, but my good golly. So many books. That's pretty much what's going on in my life, so, alright, I'm ready to get into Perfect Sons. Like I said, I haven't watched this since 2018. I've most likely forgotten stuff, so I'm excited. I bet this is going to surprise me. You can always count on Max to make us laugh. And Jackson to be his goofy, goofy self. And Max with his wisecracks. Alright, so we come out of the intro. We're in the living room. And Max is getting ready to show Grandpa Danny and Aunt Becky his Rube, how do you say Rube Goldberg creation? They're doing a segment, a uh, kitty corner segment on Wake Up San Francisco. I thought it was Wake Up USA. I love Max's positive attitude here. He's so confident. He's like, all right, watch and be wowed. So he takes a little, like, matchbox car, has it run on a track, and then it hits a wheel, and then it does a domino effect. And then it comes down like a little plinko. If you've seen The Price is Right, you know how they put the little chip down. And it just, it's really, it's kind of cool. I like it. Of course, we know at this point in Season 4, Episode 9, Kimmy is still pregnant with Stephanie and Jimmy's baby. The baby who we'll know in Season 5 to be named Danielle. So Max is like, alright, am I in or am I in? And I love how Danny, like, kneels down to be, like, at eye level with Max. It's like, Max, you are in. This is your big TV debut. Jeez, Danny. <laughs> He's like, wow. You know, I always thought it'd just be you falling down a well. Okay, let's have a little more confidence in Max here, Danny. Come on now. And Jackson, sure, I can see him falling down a well due to his clumsiness. But Max, no. I love Becky here as she leans, because Max just looks at Danny like, what? 
<laughs> I love Becky how she bends down next to Danny there and it's like, but if you ever do fall down a well, we'd like the exclusive. <laughs> Max just looks at her like, what in the what? So Max look, uh, okay, enough chit-chatting. I need to go pick out my outfit. How many sweater vests can one kid own? I don't know. But he's so adorable! But Becky's like, oh, well, what about a nice argyle? And Max is like, all right, come with me. You're the only one in this house with any type of style. I'm sure Kimmy and Stephanie are so affronted, like, <gasps> what? Yeah! <laughs> Stephanie's like, what? How dare you say? I don't have style. I have style. <laughs> like, are you, are those the clothes that you slept in? Max is gotta be plot A and then Jackson's gotta be plot B. Even we haven't even gotten to Fernando and his mother visiting. DJ comes through and says, like, Jackson, I swear, I I can't teach you how to drive. You're just impossible. And Jackson's like, Mom, we didn't even leave the driveway. Please bring up how DJ and da Danny was a maniac in the passenger seat. Please tell me we're gonna bring that up when he was teaching DJ how to drive. So she's like, you're texting, and Jackson fires back with, you sent me the text. And she's like, that was a test. It said, do not look at your texts. But Danny, of course, volunteers himself to teach Jackson the rules of the road. Please, DJ, please tell me we're going to get- No, Dad, you are not teaching my son how to drive. Remember when you were trying to teach me how to drive? Jackson and DJ just look at Danny like, no. Just no. And Danny is like, hey, I'm an excellent teacher. And DJ's like, yeah, it's real helpful when your teacher yells, I don't want to die. Danny decides, okay, forget this. I'm going back to the television studio where at least people have the common decency to pretend to respect me. Yes, they are all pretending, Danny. They are all pretending. Jackson's like, alright, fine. If you can't teach me, Mom, what about Aunt Stephanie? He's like, yes, please bring up how she crashed Joey's car. Granted, this is the first time that they're referring to it. Not the second time because it hasn't happened yet. Season, season 5 hasn't happened yet. 
Yeah, she's like, no, Stephanie's gonna, not going to teach you. She crashed Joey's car into the kitchen. And Stephanie's like, yeah, when I was eight. And she's like, and I've only done it, like, twice since then. <laughs> Jackson, of course, is probably getting desperate at this point. He's like, the only other person in the room is Kim. He's like, well, what about Kimmy? And Kimmy's like, well, I can teach you how to steer with your belly. Because, you know, she's pregnant. <laughs> Jackson brings up Fernando because, you know, he's a race car driver and he's had eight races this season. It's like, yeah, who better to teach him how to drive than a race car driver that's probably been involved with so many crashes? Oh, no! <laughs> DK's the one that says that he's had eight races this season he's crashed nine times. Oh, God. Someone with that traffic. I'm sorry, anyone who had been into an accident that they caused themselves, you're not teaching my kid. Jackson, in frustration, just throws up his hands and is like, there's 57 people living in this house and no one can teach me. So Jackson goes up to his room to pout. Probably complain to Max. Max will probably say, well, I got bigger problems. Becky was no help with me choosing my outfit for my TV debut on Wake Up San Francisco. As Becky comes down, it's like, where's Danny? And DJ's like, well, he left. What, was he your ride? And Becky's like, it was my car. It's like, he took your car? Danny! Professor Jackson, I cannot teach you to drive. You are a maniac. We never even left the driveway. You were texting. You sent me the text. It was a text. It said, do not look at your texts. You know, guys, I'd be really happy to teach the young lad the rules of the road. Later that day, Fernando comes in the back door because Kimmy and Ramona are in the kitchen. And he's like, nobody panic, but my mother will be here any minute. And of course, Ramona's excited because it's Grandma Nadia. And Kimmy is just terrified because it's like, no, she's like the devil wears Prada, only without the Prada. <laughs> Ramona here, so she's the devil? <laughs> Kimmy's like, don't talk about your grandmother that way. And then she turns to Fernando and like, why didn't you tell me this evil woman was coming? So apparently Fernando didn't even know to the last minute. Like, it's a complete sneak attack. And he refers to a sneak attack like Pearl Harbor or Beyonce's Lemonade album, which I've never heard of. I mean, nothing against Beyonce. I mean, I'm sure there's some of her songs that I've heard of. Maybe. I'm sure there are. She's been around for a very long time. 
Kimmy's like, Fernando, I need more warning than this. Your mother hates me. It's like, oh, she doesn't... Oh, hates. Yes, she does hate you. Apparently, Fernando's mother always introduces Kimmy as what's-her-name. And Fernando, of course, is in hot water with his mother because he never went into the family business. What's the family business? And of course, Ramona's like, what's the family business? And Fernando's like, none of your business. So, yeah... Fernando is just a mess here. Like, oh, by the way, there are some things I haven't told my mother. Like, the fact that we got divorced and re-engaged on the same day. And the fact that Fernando lives next door in what he claims is a haunted house. It's Kimberly's childhood home, dude. Come on. So his mother apparently hates divorce. And Beyonce's Lemonade album. Okay, let me look this Lemonade album up and see what this is all about. Because now I'm curious. Was it, is it really? Is it bad? Is it not good? Yeah, I, I mean, I went through on Spotify and looked up this Lemonade album by Beyonce, and it's just, uh, and I really don't have any other songs of hers that are familiar that I could base a comparison on, but these, they kind of sound really auto-tuned, which you're probably saying, well, a lot of songs are auto seem auto-tuned nowadays, but it's just, I, I gotta agree with the, like, uh, I had to look up that, um, what's that Umbrella song? I thought it was, but it turned out to be by someone named Rihanna, which I've, I've heard her name too. I think she did a song with Eminem. I know she's done other things, but alright, let's move on. So, Ramona's like, look, Papa, she is going to find out the truth somehow. But Fernando's like, hey, how about we do this instead? We can pretend that this is my house, and you are expecting... Another baby, our baby. It's like, we all live here together with DJ, our housekeeper, and her three sons. How are you going to explain, uh, Stephanie? Of course, Ramona's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable lying to Grandma. And Fernando's like, I will pay you an exorbitant amount of money. And she's like, well, you know, it's a little white lie. And I love how, how Kimmy's like, you know, DJ does fold a lot of laundry, so that could work in our favor. So they actually are considering going through with this. Of course it's the doorbell and Ramona, Ramona's got to get the door because Fernando and Kimmy are too busy freaking out. Oh my gosh, it's her! Ah! Lemonade, I She's gonna find out the truth now. <laughs> or 
Minecraft and that we all live here together with DJ, our housekeeper, and her three sons. It's not that much of a stretch. DJ does fold a lot of laundry. I'm not comfortable lying to Grandma. I will pay you an exorbitant sum. What's a little white lie? It's her! She will be so nice to you, just like when you were pregnant with Ramona. That was nice. Wait, no. No, I refuse to lie about Stephanie's baby. No matter what Nadia says to me, no matter what she thinks, I will stay strong. Who is this lady? Do we know? Ramona. So Ramona leads her grandma Nadia in, but of course before that happens, Fernando also mentions that um, why don't we say the baby you're carrying is ours? Remember how nice my mother was to you when you were pregnant with Ramona? And Kimmy's like, yeah, that was that was really nice. She was so sweet to me. But of course, Kimmy's conscience catches up to her, like, no, no, I can't do that to Stephanie. And of course, in comes Ramona with Grandma Nadia, and <laughs> of course, Nadia's like, hello, what's your name? And Kimmy's like, you will not treat me this way, because I'm pregnant with your grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kimmy, 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 Kimmy. Alright, now we're jumping back up to... I'm calling this plot A because it's the first one I saw. The boys are in the room. We got Jackson on his laptop. We got Max on his laptop. We, Max, of course, I love his desk. He's got like this... It looks like a he made it in like art class or something. This rhino, clay rhino. But looks like bad news... Did Max get a bad grade? Can you please stop gasping every time you get your new YouTube subscriber? It's not that. Mrs. Colkin just posted our grades from today's social studies test. Let me guess. Another A? No. I failed. What? That's so unmatched-like. I'm not the only disappointment anymore? Shut up, Jackson. Maybe this is it. I've peaked. It's all downhill. I'm doomed to a life of failure and disappointment. I should call Joey to see what you expect. <laughs> Good one, man! Wait. This says you got a B. Everyone knows B stands for basically an A. No, it's all stands for basic. <laughs> Dude, you're really like Once again, show. it's pronounced dark mouth. No, it's dark mouth, isn't it? It's already done, man. Hey, it's hey, um, Steve. I just saw Fernando pick up a bunch of tiny plaque outside the house and then scurry away. He does that sometimes. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. 
trying to teach Jackson how to drive, and I got so anxious. And what if he fails? And it's all my fault. <laughs> and then he writes a memoir that's in our cars. Don't worry, I'll teach you how to drive. Really? Oh, awesome. This is going to work out great. You know, it'll be nice to have some one-on-one -on -one time with Jackson. We really have another chance to hang out since I got back from home. I'm going to go tell her about the driver right now. You're a lifesaver. That was a lot of Halloweens ago. So, Max gasps when he looks at his laptop screen, screen, excuse me, and Jackson's like, gosh, Max, can you stop gasping whenever you get a new YouTube subscriber? And Max says, it's not that. Mrs. Culkin just, uh, posted the grades from her social studies test. And Jackson, of course, is like, let me guess, another A. Max is like, no, I failed. Of course, Jackson is thrilled about this. It's, oh, wow, you mean I'm not the only disappointment anymore? Oh, great. Of course, Jackson's got to, like, toss his tablet down. So he's looking at a tablet, not a uh, laptop. He's like, yes, in your face. It's like, dude, don't gloat. Your brother is in extreme distress. He's never apparently gotten anything less than a A before. Max, of course, is like, Gosh, maybe this is it. I've peaked. It's all downhill. So, Max is just having a major uh, meltdown here of self-confidence just all out the window. He says, I'm doomed to a life of failure and disappointment. I love this dig at Joey. As Max says, I should call Joey and see what to expect. <laughs> I love the audience going, woo! <laughs> Jackson goes and looks at Max's grade. It's like, wait a sec, it says here you got a B. Everyone knows B stands basically for A. Yeah, Max is taking this hard. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure it stands for bye-bye hopes and dreams. Hello, Dartmouth. And of course, Jackson's like, Max, I've told you it's pronounced in Dartmouth. No, it's Dartmouth. I've heard it in many other things that pronounced Dartmouth. So, we go down to the living room, we got DJ pulling a Danny Tanner with the dusting of the coffee table. <laughs> Steve comes in, it's like, hey Deej, I just saw Fernando putting up an Argentinian flag outside the house and then skirting off. It's like, oh, well, he, he does that, he's always skirting off here or there. That's just Fernando. I love how DJ, like, takes Steve by the hand and leads him over to the couch. As she explains to Steve how she was trying to teach Jackson how to drive, and of course, DJ got so anxious. You know, like I said in another episode, this DJ in Fuller House, granted she's a mom of three boys and everything, and a lot of time has passed since she was in Full House, but it's just, her character almost seems to be bordering on possibly semi-manic? Just a little, just a smidge. And, you know, she's so anxious. And it just seems like her, her character is almost kind of heightened in a way. I mean, from Full House, I never really got her being like a nervous ball of energy. And DJ, of course, is worried about how Jackson failing is going to reflect on her. Like, if he fails, it's going to be all my fault. And then he writes a memoir called The Fault in Our Cars, which is a nod to The Fault in Our Stars by, um, 
John Green. That is the first John Green book I ever read, and honestly, I've tried to read the others, like Looking for Alaska or An Abundance of Catherines, and uh, there's some other one that was similar to it, and it's just, I couldn't, oh, um, there's, a, what, Looking for, you know, Looking for Alaska, and there was some other one that was sim in a similar vein as that, and it's just like, I like The Fault in Our Stars. I Honestly, that's probably the first book I ever cried towards the end, and I love the movie, and the music is great. So, Steve kind of volunteers himself to, you know, d teach Jackson how to drive, because he's like, we haven't really gotten to hang out during, you know, since Japan and everything, and I've really loved some one-on-one -on -one time with Jackson. I mean, you know, he is going to have to get to know these kids that will later on be his future stepchildren, so it's good to have some bonding time. So Steve's going to go off and tell Jackson that he's going to be the one to teach him to drive. As Fernando comes into the living room to introduce DJ to his mother, Nadia. Sorry, but when I hear the name Nadia, only one movie comes to mind, and that is American Pie. Of course, an another... Like, oh, she's here on a business, quick business trip. And, of course, DJ's like, what business? And Nadia's like, none of yours. <laughs> so, of course, Nadia lets it slip. Well, basically, it's Fernando's told her that DJ's the housekeeper. Like, oh, in Argentina, we don't have many, you know, families that can ad accommodate the housekeeper and all her children. I'm just thinking of the show Who's the Boss. Tony Maselli just had Samantha, his 11-year-old daughter. It's not like he had two. Oh my god! Yes! And the Torkelson spinoff, you know, sequel, Almost Home. She had three kids. You know, Dorothy Jane, Chucky Lee, Mary Sue, Stephen Floyd, and um, Ruth Ann, of course. I'm guessing they went with the biological father, but yeah. That is, I love the Torkelsons. And Almost Home as well. Oh, well, DJ just kind of assumes it's a random fact about Argentina. So, Fernando wants DJ to scoot so he can show his mother the rest of the house. Ramona, of course, throws in how DJ is very tidy and good at cleaning up. And DJ's like, thank you for that random fact about me. So... Nadia is all like, DJ, I'm purchased from my trip. Where's the tea? It's like, no kitchen, get it yourself. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's in the kitchen, or I could make it for you. <laughs> uh, and Kimmy, of course, as DJ walks past her, is like, and make it snappy. DJ just gives her a look like, excuse me? <laughs> like, this one my house you're living in? <laughs> I give the orders. <laughs> Don't order me around. So Nadia, of course, takes in the fact that the living room looks very nautical and how Fernando's always been afraid of the sea. And Fernando's like, what? I was? I don't recall that. So apparently she says we tried everything, including immersion therapy, but holding someone on their head under the water does not cure them from their fear of drowning. And she leads by example by grabbing Fernando by the back of his head for effect. Oh my gosh. No! You don't do that! If anything, they're gonna have a bigger fear of the water. Now, Fernando explained why DJ is there with her three sons. 
but she he did not he did not explain about Stephanie and Jimmy. Excuse me, can I? Excuse me? Kimmy! So, <laughs> Kimmy explains that Stephanie lives there with DJ. Fernando. <laughs> Jimmy's all like, I live with Fernando at his place. And of course, Kimmy plays it off that Jimmy is just slow. It's like, oh, brother, you are just, here's your sponge. He's like, wow, I'm going to soak up so much stuff. And he runs out of the room. Just to look at Nadia's face like, okay. So, yeah, Kimmy and Stephanie talk in the kitchen. And Kimmy lets Stephanie know what's up. Like, oh, by the way, uh, Fernando's mom paying a short visit, told her that, 
Fernando and I are still married. He lives here, DJ's the maid, and you're just the uh, person who dates my slow brother and his sponge. And then she leaves and then ducks back into the door and tells Stephanie, oh, and I also told her that the baby I'm carrying is Fernando's. And of course, Stephanie chases after Kimmy, who quickly waddles up the stairs. Granted, you know, Andrea Barber's not pregnant. This is clearly, it's a um, baby, fake baby bump. But let's get to Wake Up San Francisco and Matt, why did I say Matt? I'm sorry, Matt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll see Matt later. Max is getting ready for the kitty corner segment. So Max is getting ready to set up everything. Oh, he is wearing the Argyle sweater vest. Good choice. I love how the the light blue kind of matches the light blue of his button-up shirt underneath. Of course, we have this other kid's wearing also, like, the same shade as Max, only it's kind of a flannel plaid look with the... Dark blue, the light blue, the olive green running through. Exactly same shade, same coloring. Interesting. So, of course, this kid, don't know his name yet, but he's like, oh, it must be nice having a relative with his own morning show. Of course, Max fills in Spencer, like, hey, I got here on my own merit. Thank you much. Look at that giant pencil. Wow. Oh, and those giant paper clips on the wall. I love, oh my gosh. Did any of you ever have, I won one of these at a fair when I was a kid. Of course it popped eventually, but those giant inflatable crayons, they're the coolest thing. I think you can still find some on Amazon and no, I will not be buying one. Maybe I will one day, but it's gotta be red or blue. And Max assures Spencer that his grandfather is going to treat him just like any other kid. Like, no special treatment here because we're related. Of course, here comes Danny like, ah, oh, there's my brilliant grandson. Like, uh... Danny even flat out says, I can't wait to treat you better than everybody else. Like, Grandpa. Of course, Becky comes into the room and onto the set. And Max is like, hi, Aunt Becky. And of course, she's like, there's my favorite nephew. Well, actually, he'd be a great nephew, but still. He is a great nephew. <laughs> I wouldn't know personally. I have uh, two nephews that are both over the age of 21. They're pretty awesome, too. Oh, I love the how she throws in, like, oh, that outfit we picked out for you looks fabulous. <laughs> It really does. I, it's just a great combination. Of course, Spencer's like, gosh, is there anyone you're not related to here that you're not related to? I'm sure he's not related to the cameraman. Or the sound guy who holds the boom mic. And Max is like, uh, the camera woman doesn't look familiar. And <laughs> I keep wanting to say Bob. No, Danny's like, oh, that's your cousin Carol. What? No. No. That's gotta be Danny's cousin then. That is not his cousin. So Danny, of course, actually acknowledges Spencer here. Says, "So you must be one of my other child prodigies." Oh, Danny. I mean, that is kind of mean, but Spencer's being a jerk. So it's like, "Hi, my name is," and of course, Danny's like, "Not my grandson, and not interested." <laughs> but this kid did come in with barrels loaded, just like, "Oh my gosh." Look, you're on your relative's TV show. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's good as, 
I would say worse than Taylor. No, Taylor is a billion times. I just, I, I miss Taylor. We only got to hear about him. We never really got to see him in season five. Gosh, when was the last time we saw Taylor? Season two? Of course, the Spencer is still like, ugh, rolling his eyes. Like, I can't believe that. As he turns to Max and says, well, at least I didn't get a B. Of course, I love how Max just tries to shake it off like, hey, one B doesn't mean anything. I, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I just don't like this child. <laughs> not the it's nothing wrong with the actor, but no, it's the. Uh, I get it. Mix just have to have adversaries at some point in his life. Like, you know who says that? People get bees. What's a kid to do? How did he know that Max got a bee? Is do they post them in class? Do they post everyone's online? So, you, I mean, technically you should only be able to know what your own grade is. When I was in high school, they posted based on whatever your student ID number was. So it's not like they're going to say, Rob Jacobson got a C-, minus, or Andrea Kapowski got a C- plus or a D or something like that. I'm just making up names. I'm going to say, like, 0114782 got a... A plus or something. Definitely, it's discreet, and I like that it's probably better that they just send you your grade where it's completely confidential. The only way a person's gonna know is if you share it with them, like, or you're bragging, or like, oh, let me post my grade on Facebook, or Instagram, or, the, or whatever kids are, whatever kids, I don't know what sites kids are into, what, that TikTok, the Snapchat stuff? No, that's not my jam. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I got you on my marriage, Spencer. My grandfather's going to treat me just like anyone else. Oh, there's my brilliant grandson. I can't wait to treat you better than everyone else. <laughs> oh, hey, Becky. Oh, there's my favorite nephew. Wow, that outfit you picked out looks fabulous. Is there anyone here you're not related to? I like how they're putting different, you know, people of, of race and color in the show. It's really, it's refreshing and stuff like that. And I just, I get the idea that Spencer is one of those kids, like Max, who is very educationally motivated and likes to be challenged and stuff like stuff like that and I just feel I this is me personally I honestly feel like maybe Spencer is one of those he, he likes things that Max likes but I feel like this kid maybe even be pressured by his his family like you got to get good grades and just like A's aren't enough, you gotta bring home, you know, and just stuff like that. Like, a B is not good, don't ever, ever bring home a B, and just, I, I, I don't know, I just, the way the kid carries himself just looks like he's gotta put other people down to make himself feel better. 
And I get it. I'm sure every person in this world has, encou has encountered a bully of some form that's always, I'm going to put you down because I can. I love how Max is just doing his very best to just rise ab above as best that he can. It's like, he understands it's like, it's not the end of the world getting a B and everything like that. It's not like, but anyway, alright, let's get back to plot B. I'm just going to call this plot B. And I think Fernando, even though it says it's like the first plot, so whatever. Okay, so we got Jackson, we got Steve. That is a nice car. And I'm not into cars. I drive them, but that's about as far as it goes. I'm not going to go change the oil or anything like that. Alright, so it looks like the car broke down. Jackson only drove for a mile, and he only managed to hit two garbage cans. And Jackson just kind of, he gets out of the car and he looks at Steve like, how is that a plus? And Steve's like, oh, you missed the other four. Oh, okay, well then I can count that as a success. Jackson's like, oh yeah, I am a great driver. I'm like, okay, let's not go overboard here. I just said you missed, you hit two out of six. And Steve's like, okay, I wouldn't exactly say that. Like, slow your roll there, Jackson. Slow down. And of course we get a Kardashian reference as... <laughs> he says, you have the unearned, conf unearned confidence of a Kardashian. Whatever that means. I've heard of the name Kardashians. That's as far as it goes. I know they have a reality show and they do other things. I, I, I don't know mo what modeling, maybe it's a makeup, perfume, clothes, I'm not sure. Something like that, right? You're really like, how are you not up on this? I'm, I'm not into Kardashians. They don't, I'm not into fashion, I'm not into makeup, I'm not into perfume. <laughs> Jackson's like, which one? And Steve's like, doesn't matter, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> So, alright, let's get to the bottom of this. Steve pops the hood, and like, oh, looks like we have a worn out, uh, and Steve knows nothing about cars. He's pretending just for, you know, Jackson's benefit. But he wants to look good to Jackson, like the cool, soon-to-be stepfather. Of course, Jackson's like, maybe we should call AAA, and Steve's like, no, wait, hold on, I, I haven't had a chance to work my magic yet. Steve's like, you don't think I can fix a car? And I love Jackson saying, you don't know. No, I, I I don't think you can fix a car. No, he's not, he's got, I mean, the fact that you're looking at it looks like we look under this hood. It looks like we got a worn out, uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, as soon as you open your mouth, Steve, after you popped up that hood, uh, you're just like, uh, I'm surprised you can even drive a car. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, oh, you should learn how to change a tire and change your own oil and stuff like that, those basics. Like, I don't like the idea of getting underneath a car. That is very, very dangerous. Or the idea of changing a tire that's been recently run over roadkill. I mean, do you ever think about that? When you're like, there's something in the road and unfortunately you can't swerve around it and you're just praying that whatever it is isn't embedded in your tire grooves? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I think that the thing is gonna like jump out at me when I get out of my car. <laughs> that part of its toe is gonna get me. I don't know. It just, it, it freaks me out. I just, ugh. And I do break for squirrels or other animals.
squirrels. I'm like, please, squirrel, no, hurry, cross, cross, no, stay there, don't move. I don't want to hit you. I break for squirrels. You were doing great until the car broke down. On the plus side, for the one mile that you actually drove, you only hit two <laughs> garbage cans. How was that a plus? You missed the other four. Yeah, I am a great driver. I wouldn't exactly say that. You have the unearned confidence of a Kardashian. Which one? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. Let's pop the old hood. Aha. That's exactly what I thought. What we have here is a worn out, um, uh, <laughs> Should we call Triple A? Oh, wait, hold on. I haven't even had a chance to work my magic yet. <laughs> So back at the house, it looks like Nadia has decided to redo the nursery, which is actually, it's like, that's Tommy's bedroom. He still lives in that house, and he still sleeps in that room. You guys really should have said something, because I don't think DJ's going to be too happy. Because Nadia, before she opens the door for the big reveal, she's like, I think you will be pleased if you know what's good for you. So, she had a, mu a mural painted of uh, clouds with Fernando shirtless and then Nadia. Like, it's one of those, uh, like the, uh, the angel babies with the, you know, the wings and they're like reaching out to touch each other's hands. Like, a painting that's been done a billion times over in different ways. Like, Fernando's, like, reaching out to touch his mother's hand, and it's just like, eh, it's creepy. I don't like it. Of course, Fernando's like, oh my gosh, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Even Kimmy just kind of glares at him, like, are you serious, Fernando? Come on. Like, enough with this ruse already. Real quick, I wanted to go back to the woman who plays Fernando's mother, Nadia. It's played by, as I said, Maria Canals Barrera. And the only thing, I've looked through her IMDb, and the only thing that anyone who has watched the show would know her from is a show, a Disney Channel show called Wizards of Waverly Place. She was in a bunch of, like, probably the majority of the show. Which, it ran from 2007 to 2012 for 106 episodes. I've never seen an episode. Because I was just thinking the way the audience responded to her appearance. You think she was in, I don't know, something. And of course, Nadia's like, now it will be like I'm always watching over the baby. So of course, in comes Jimmy and Stephanie with baby Tommy. I mean, well, Tommy's like, what, three at this point? Maybe four? And then if I were him, my room, what'd you do to it? But, of course, I mean, Michelle, sure, she could handle a line like that or something at that age. But, um, they really did not give the Mesa twins a whole lot. Now, I'm not saying that these boys aren't in the same league as the Olsen twins as far as performers and whatnot. Because they did a very good job. I just really wish the character of Tommy could have been developed a little more. I get it, he's four. I understand that. And maybe it depends on the actors and how well that they can handle dialogue and stuff like that. Jimmy, some of the lines that comes out of that man's mouth, I just, I can't because it's just so funny. It's like, whoa, that looks like Fernando and his hot sister. Oh, 
Well, I mean, granted, she is only 13 years older than Juan Pablo, so. You could do it be like an older, I mean, an older sister in, in a way, but it's just like, eh. I just, I love some of these lines that come out of Jimmy's mouth. I mean, the guy, they got to play Jimmy, it's just, I mean, I saw him on Switch to Birth in the last, like, two or three seasons, and, but this really shows his range as a comedic actor. Whereas Switch at Birth was more dramatic. I have fixed your nursery. I think you will be very pleased if you know what's good for you. Oh, no. Me, ho! Dear, it's me, ho! That is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I don't know why I saw Fernando. I'm always watching over the baby. noticed about Fernando's mother and I think it's a way to make her look older but it's not really helping her case. She's got like three or four strands of gray in her hair that are what to signify that she's older what like maybe in her 50s or something like that who knows. So Stephanie of course takes great offense to this as she's like wow Looks like you painted over the mural that DJ painted when she was pregnant with Tommy and working a full-time job. Of course, Nadia's like, oh, don't mention it. And Stephanie's like, to Kimmy, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to mention it. I'm going to be mentioning it a lot. And, of course, who comes up the shouting up the steps like, Tommy, it's time for preschool. And they're all like, oh, DJ can't see this. And they all, like, kind of rush her. With, uh, whole, uh, Jimmy's holding Tommy and just kind of shoving him at DJ as a distraction. change his diaper or what and Kimmy's like oh no 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 just change it in the car it's more challenging okay I thought if you're in preschool you had to be potty trained isn't that correct I'm not a parent but I would think they would want your child to be potty trained so let's go back to the studio wake up San Francisco we got some other kids that are uh, gonna be on the kitty uh, corner kitty corner kitty corner. Of course DJ is so thick. Oh my gosh, that's my son right there! Oh, that's my son right there. Yeah, this is his first appearance on Kitty Corner. You know, he has 200 YouTube subscribers. That guy does not care, DJ. Yeah, we'll talk later. She don't care, and he don't care. <laughs> Welcome back to Wake Up San Francisco's Kitty Corner, where exceptional San Francisco kids 
yet to meet an exceptional San Francisco television morning talk show. Thank you. I was talking about me. When are you not? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Young Spencer here is teaching people how to upcycle items they would typically throw away. Yes, I converted these wine bottles into light fixtures, flower vases, and even nightlights. Wow, I thought the wheel was a great idea. That's a lot of wine bottles. You must have a great fake ID kit. Or his dad's got a drinking problem. Or his mom. Next is my esteemed pleasure to introduce my gifted grandson. And my gifted nephew. No nepotism here. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, except for the obvious nepotism. Mm -hmm. Max Fuller is a loving brother, a dog owner, and a straight-A student. <laughs> Sorry, I think I just swallowed a bee. Kid, shut up. Max has an incredible new gold project that he made for school. <laughs> he used common items he had at home. Gold getting a quarter to land a piggy bank. Yes, uh, without further ado. about how great Max is, which he is great. He's apparently got 200 YouTube subscribers. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And of course, the sound guy, or whoever he is with the clipboard, does not care. So we see Spencer's project, which is basically turning wine bottles into like night lights or lamps or fish bowls or whatever. And I'm just thinking, that's a lot of wine. So either your mom or dad have a problem. So that's, I mean, seriously, kid. Seriously, something's wrong. I, I mean, Danny's like, wow, that's a lot of wine bottles. You got a fake ID, kid? <laughs> no, I think one of his parents have a problem. And they need to seek help. Spencer, oh my gosh. I think I just found out the backstory on Spencer. Poor kid. Maybe that's why he tries to achieve so hard in school so his parents will notice him. I don't know. Of course, they bring in Max, like, oh, here's my brilliant grandson, he's a dog owner, he's a straight-A student. Of course, Spencer starts choking, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I swallowed a bee. Like, kid, if you're gonna act up, you can just leave right now, you and your precious empty wine bottles. So, it looks like it's off to a good start with the Rube Goldberg machine there that he's got because it worked at home the only thing is the quarter is almost to the piggy bank but then it stops like right at the edge of that little slide thing it's like and Max is just frustrated he's like it worked at home he's like gosh 
I'm a fraud. I get I got a B and my, my project isn't working, it's a disaster and he just he basically has a blow up on television in front of everybody. Now everyone knows it. Not just Spencer. Of course he doesn't do his own little Rube Goldberg meltdown thing as he like shoves his project with leads into other things falling on off on, on, on the set and everything. Yeah, Max is definitely going to have to uh, have a pep talk from DJ and Grandpa Danny. I get it you're upset, but you're also, you need to be as professional. I get it he's a kid, but he does need to be a little professional. It's like, you just, I'd be more worried about the fact that whoever was watching Wake Up San Francisco at that moment and watching you now knows that you're a kid who likes to throw a temper tantrum when uh, something doesn't work out. Yes, we all, I've had meltdowns, I kind of had a semi-meltdown with something today, but I didn't do it on public television. I get it, yes, I am too old to be having a meltdown like that, and so is Max. I get it, he's said. Let's do Alright, let's get back to the car issues with Steve and Jackson. Try it now. <coughs> Try it now. Try it now. What are we trying exactly? I'm not sure, but that's what guys always say when they're under the hood. <laughs> Look, man, I gotta be honest with you. The only thing I know how to do with a car engine is cook a tri-tip. You can do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. My dad taught me when I was a kid. He learned it in the army. I can definitely go for a steak. Oh, dude, I'm sorry about the mistakes. And we can't get the engine to work. Gentlemen, it's a There's Matt. You work for AAA now? Uh, I see what you did there. Oh, that is too long. I would be freaking out. Look, so you don't get her purring in no time. <laughs> ah, looks like you have a loose belt. Easy. Easy, yeah. All right, Jackson, give it a try. I believe the term is try it now. Whatever. Try it now. Uh, okay. Um, you want to just give that uh, one more try there, Jackson, in three, two, one. Okay, both of you have candy. Are you sleeping here tonight? <laughs> we are getting this car fixed. Set us up. No, guys, call Triple A. Been there for two hours. Following nerve endings to find the source of the problem, which in this case is right here. Hit it, Jackson. Oh, sweet. All right. Great. I don't know what you did either, but great. Uh, yeah, the battery connection was loose. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, that was the next thing on my checklist. <laughs> sure it was. So, I'm gonna get going. I gotta get my groceries in the fridge. You by any chance have any tried tipping tinfoil in there? Have we met? Yeah! Looks like we're having a barbecue. Bam! Wait, you were serious? We're gonna cook them on the engine? Yeah, totally. While I teach you how to drive, those babies are gonna cook. That's uh, medium rare for you, so 25 miles city, 30 miles highway. <laughs> I also have some potatoes we can bake. Witness! Looks like we're driving to Oakland. Yeah! Bye. <laughs> so, apparently, <laughs> according to Jackson, they've been there for two hours while Matt and Steve is trying to figure out what exactly. Try it now. 
Try it now. Now try it. Give it a try now. Nothing? Try it now. Uh. So he's like, and Jackson's like, what exactly are we trying? It's like, I don't know. That's usually what guys say when they're under the hood of a car. So, in rolls Matt. Here comes Matt. It's like, Matt, what are you doing here? Do you work for AAA? It's like, uh, no, Jackson just tested, uh, texted me and said you guys have had car trouble. Like, oh, looks like you got a loose fan belt. Let me fix that. There we go. Okay, try it now. Give it a try. Nothing. 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 And now Steve tries to visualize under the hood as being a foot. Because if it were a foot, and being he's a pediatrician, he would know what, how to diagnose it. Magic. He's like, oh, if there's a nerve ending, boom! And he tightens like the battery cap or distributor cap or something. And I'm like, alright, give it a try now, Jackson. Starts right up. Like, sweet! So Matt's like, hey, I gotta get home. My groceries are gonna be melting. And <laughs> of course, he's like, oh, uh, Matt, you wouldn't happen to have a, uh, a uh, tri-tip and some tinfoil, huh? He's like, have we met? He's like, alright. And Matt, Jackson's like, you're really, you're serious. You're gonna cook a steak on the engine. It's like, yeah. Because apparently Steve's dad taught him how to do that when he was a kid. Like, his dad was in the army and whatnot. Like, hey, do you got any baked potatoes? Like, hey, looks like we're going to Oakland. Yeah. And of course, Matt and Steve gotta do the bro chest bump. Like you guys, you're like in your 40s. You know what I mean? Doing no chest bumps, all right? I mean, come on now. I love the male bonding between the three of them. It's just so cool. All right, looks like Max is gonna get his little pep talk from Mama. And she's like, "Wow, someone was awfully quiet in the car." And Max is just—I love how he's sitting crisscross applesauce, with his hands on either side of his face, looking totally dejected. If he thought a bee was the end of the end of the world, like no, you having a meltdown on television with probably kids you go to school with. Well, you know Spencer is gonna blab, and that poor little girl whose name we didn't even learn who was gonna go after Spencer didn't even learn what her project was. I think it was something to do with like sunlight and recycling or solar power or something. So. The reason Max was so quiet on the car ride home is because I was just engaging in a lot of negative self-talk. Oh boy. But you need to not beat yourself up. I know it's easier said than done. And DJ of course says, well don't do that because my son is very special. Even if today didn't go exactly the way that he planned. It's like, buddy, there's going to be disappointments in your life. There's going to be setbacks. The way you roll with them and how you choose to deal with them is how you're going to overcome things. If you get upset over every little thing that that doesn't go your way, I mean, come on. You know that saying, don't sweat the small stuff? But then again, that'd be a great lesson to teach myself. Oh my good golly! He says he created $80,000 worth of damage on that set. Holy moo! Hello, Max is like, whoa, I'm good. Well, as long as not, neither of you gotta pay for it. Grandpa Danny! He's gonna give his own little pep talk to his grandson. His favorite grandson. Oh, this was so sweet. He and Becky decided to stop by and cheer up Max. Check up on him, see how he's doing. Give one of those famous Danny Tanner pep talks. 
Max, of course, hands Danny a paper. It's his on-air retraction as he says, I'm not a straight-A student. Buddy, you got one B in your life, okay? He's like, but I'm not perfect. Because she's like, it's okay. And of course she's like, honey, nobody expects you to be perfect. Yeah, Max, you have, that's too high expectation for yourself. I get it, we all like to be the best, don't we? We all do. It's a great feeling. And But she's like, honey, you don't have to be the best all the time. I love how DG's like, you know, Max, you make being your mom so easy. Apparently he's the one she's got to worry about less. She's like, I never have to wake you up for school or check if you've done your homework. You know, like Sharon said, Dylan Jackson. And she says, if you let one little setback hold you, get you down, then you'll never take risks. And you won't ever know what you're truly capable of. She got that. She's uh, got that from the master. I mean, she learned from the best, you know, with the Danny with his talks. I mean, and, and of course, Uncle Jesse and Joey, well-versed in these parental cheer-up-your-kid sessions. And Danny's like, yeah, I took a risk of wearing this polka dot shirt. So Max asks Danny, like, how do you get over this whole perfectionism thing? And, of course, Danny's like, you don't. Sorry. And of course, Gigi's like, it'll plague you your entire life. That's right, because if you think about it, both Danny and DJ are perfectionists. They really, really are. That's just, I mean, if you live your whole life being wired one way, it's just really hard to try to change things up. Like, or if you're used to living your life in a, in a pattern, like, it's really hard to integrate different things into your routine. And I love Danny here. He's like, Max, you'll always have us to remind you to ease up on yourself. It's always good to have a person in your corner like, hey, look, I see that you're getting a little wound up. You need to just dial it down just a little bit. Just stress a little, just a little bit. It's okay to, you know feel what you're feeling and stuff, but just, you gotta have someone to check in on you once in a while, you know, just make sure you're, you know, it's, honestly, guys, it's not healthy to get wound up on, on things, especially, I mean, in Max's case. And DJ said, like, yeah, maybe you can help remind us sometimes, too. I haven't gotten a cleaning joke from Danny in a while, it's like, alright, good talk, people. As Max is like, yeah, I, I, I can do that, I can do that. It's like, alright, Max. DJ, let's go downstairs and vacuum the fridge. Vacuum the fridge? Is that a thing? Maybe in Danny's world. I've never heard of that. You learn so much from this show, don't you? <laughs> Things I never would have even thought of had they not been mentioned. Oh, I love how she whispers to Max, like, yeah, wipe it down with that shirt. <laughs> Polka dot shirt. That was a Danny don't. <laughs> Danny is at the doorway, and of course, when DJ whispered that to Max, like, oh, you that shirt to wipe me down, she was, like, behind him on the on the bed, and of course, Danny's like, I heard that. Like, what? What? Someone was out in the fight in the car. I was just engaging in a lot of negative self-talk. Well, don't. Because my son is still pretty special. Even if today didn't really 
like I took a risk in wearing this polka dot shirt. Now I know. So, how do you get over this whole perfectionism thing? No, you don't. Yeah, it'll plague you your entire life. But, Max, you'll always have us to remind you to ease up on yourself. So excited, he comes in the back door. He's like, Hey, guess what? I got to drive home. And Tisha's like, That's great. He's like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. And of course, she apologizes, saying, I'm sorry I couldn't help, but hey, I'm not perfect. Of course, for DJ, she's like, Oh, that's so hard to say. And she puts a hand to her chest, like, Oh, pain. Of course, Steve is like, This kid is amazing. And Jackson's like, Hey, you think I'm amazing? You should see Steve. Because he not only fixed the car, but he also grilled steaks for us on the car. And of course Jackson's like, hey man, thanks, that was fun. And of course Jackson goes upstairs and DJ just looks at Steve in amazement like, who are you? He's the man who's gonna be your husband next season, DJ. So of course he's like, hey, there's a lot you don't know about me. There's a lot I don't know about me, as he puts his... He's got the Peter Pan fist on the hips look. <laughs> Aw, and he dips her and kisses her. It's so sweet. The audience loves it. Woo! -woo, -woo. the laundry she comes out into the living room and the whole family's gathered there except for the well Ramona's there but Jackson and Max are not there unless they're off screen and apparently Nadia is showing home videos of Fernando in the tub and DJ's like oh I want to see a baby Fernando and Stephanie's like he was 16 I'm like okay mm, that's uh, so many things wrong with that so of course Jimmy's like, okay, quiet, everyone. Mrs. Mama has a announcement to make. And, of course, Nadia stands up, and she's like, I do. I have decided to move in. I'd be like, excuse me, no. But then again, she's still under the impression that Fernando and Kimmy live there, and DJ is just the maid, and Stephanie is just the one that dates Kimmy's slow brother. She has no idea that everyone in that house, except for Danny and Becky, live in that house. They're, oh my goodness gracious sake, that house is bursting at the seams. Somebody, yeah. Well, wait a minute, no, Fernando and Jimmy don't live there. Never mind. 
almost everyone lives in the house. Fernando, you need to speak up. I'm sure it's not fun confrontationing with your parents, but sometimes you got, I mean, he's been lying this whole time and letting her believe that he lives there. That's not fair, and that's not fair what he's doing to D to Stephanie and DJ, because that's her house. Oh, I mean, it's Danny's house, but you know. Of course, it's like, oh, where are you moving to? DJ asks, and uh, Nadia's like, here, of course. See, DJ, your services will no longer be needed since I'll be here for the baby. And of course, DJ's like, what are you talking about? Like, Kimmy, Fernando, fess up now. Of course, Kimmy stands up and is like, ha, for some reason she thinks you're the maid. Because of course, DJ's like, my what? in my services. What service? Because she's holding a laundry basket. And Kimmy's like, <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. And DJ's like, you told her. So of course, DJ puts the laundry basket down and says, I know when I'm not wanted in my own house. And Danny is like, I'm very confused. Isn't this my house? Since he paid for it and everything. And of course, Becky's standing there and it's like, oh, what? I, I was just thinking how this wine bottle would make a really nice birdhouse. Uh, well, I, um, I don't know. It'd be kind of small. But she'd have to kind of, like, like, kind of smooth out the edges so it's not, like, sharp glass and the poor bird doesn't hurt itself. Of course, DJ's like, when I get a new place unsettled, I'll send for the children. Everyone's waving! Like, I'm going, nobody stop me, and everything. Like, Bye. <laughs> and I was like, DJ, wait. And she's like, yes. Yeah. She's like, uh, you forgot your mop. <sighs> she takes the mop, walks out the door, waits a beat, comes back in. I'm like, seriously, what's going on? Really, no one was going to stop her? Kimmy, you're her best friend. Come on. Stephanie, you're her sister. What's going on? Kimmy is finally the one to break the news. Thank goodness, being a true friend. She explains to Nadia that this isn't Fernando's baby. It's Stephanie and Jimmy's baby. Of course. <laughs> well, before she says Stephanie and Jimmy's baby, it's like, this isn't Fernando's baby. And of course, Nadia is like, what? Like, you cheated on Fernando? It's like, and Fernando's like, shocked. What? Like, come on, Fernando. The gig is up. Come on. And Nadia's like, well, whose is it then? And Kimmy's like, Jimmy's. I'm like, ew, they're brother and sister. That's weird. Well, Fernando's like, you scoundrel. And <laughs> Nadia's actually defending Jimmy, saying, don't shout at the slow, strong boy. Used. Of course, we cut to Danny, who's like, okay, I remain very, very confused. Becky, you need to slow down on that wine, girly. <laughs> She's like, I think it's a murder mystery party. Becky, seriously, put the wine glass down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. No more wine for you. Danny, you better be driving her home. Wait, he's had champagne too. Oh, why? Um, DJ, you have not been drinking. You drive them both home. They are not safe to drive. Of course, Nadia's saying how Kimmy's disgraceful even even for you. What's her name? I knew it from day one. It's like, she's like, you are not good enough for my son. And finally, Fernando's like, Mama, stop. It's like, I refuse to let you speak to Kimberlina that way. And Nadia just looks at Fernando like, oh, you dare to stand up to me? He's like, maybe. Like, yes, maybe. And he says that Kimberlina is the love of my life, and this is not my house, it is DJ's. And of course, Nadia is still confused. He's like, you rent from the cleaning lady? 
And of course, he's like, I live next door. She's not a maid. And he admits that he was not always the most faithful partner to Kimmy. And he says how they got divorced as a result. Of course, she keeps gasping. <gasps> but for now, like, but then she gave me another chance and we got re-engaged. The look on that, he's like, huh? <laughs> like, I'm having trouble following here. Stephanie finally steps up and says, and the baby's actually mine and Jimmy's. And that Kimmy is their surrogate. And she says, if it wasn't for Kimmy's selflessness, I wouldn't have the opportunity to be a mom. I love how Kimmy is going to bat, or Stephanie is going to bat for Kimmy. And even Danny's like, you know, I've got to admit, Kimmy is a pretty incredible woman. I mean, he, you guys, you know how he and Joey and Jesse have ragged on Kimmy for eight seasons of Full House. And even still, a few seasons of Fuller House. But he's really, it's like, yeah, I mean, she's pretty incredible. I mean, she's giving my daughter the gift of motherhood. Danny is like, oh my gosh, I am really confused. I'm like, dude, you need to slow down. No more wine for you. No more wine for you, Becky or Danny. Somebody drive them home. They're not fit to be in behind the wheel. Neither of them. One is extremely confused. The other thinks this is a murder mystery party. And of course, Becky's like, I second that about Kimmy being great and Danny being confused. <laughs> Aw, Ramona. I love she's like, and she's a great mom. Yes, Kimmy's a great mother. And a great best friend. I mean, I wouldn't know personally from those accounts, but, you know, just by seeing her. Seems like a great mom and a great best friend. And of course, DJ's like, I'll vouch for that too. Even though she did just try to evict me from my own house. Nadia actually apologizes to Kimmy. Thank you. She says, I've misjudged you. And Kimmy's like, I'm sorry we misled you. And she said, uh, Nadia says to Fernando that Kimmy's obviously a very special woman and that he has to win back her trust so she can, so you can put your family back together again. He apologizes to everyone in the room. Well, except for Danny and Becky. Uh, you know, he's sorry for his lies. And Nadia's like, should we, uh, how you say, group hug? Aw, they all get in on the hug. I take a Jackson and her Max are upstairs hanging out. The Ambrosky's. Tommy's probably taking a nap. Or at preschool. Oh, Danny, of course, you gotta get your... You know, I actually created the group hug. <laughs> I'm sure you did. She just looks at him like, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> well, of course, Nadia wants them to name the baby Nadia. Like, if it's a girl. And if it's a boy, Nadio. I love it. Jimmy's like, oh, I love it. And Stephanie's like, not a chance. Another group hug. Aww. Else's house. Remember, I'm confused. Isn't this 
children. I'm going. <coughs> Nobody stop me. They said wait. Yes? You forgot your mom. you guys liked it. <laughs> fun time with this episode. Like I said, I haven't seen it since 2018, so it was fun to be able to go back and watch this. And of course, I want to wish Juan Pablo de Pace a very happy birthday. So, what 
me think here, as far as the outfits, I gotta go best. Of course, it's gotta be Matt's for his Argyle sweater vest. And worst, I really was not a fan of uh, Nadia's dress. And it looked like her necklace was made of like white rocks, kind of similar to what um, Wilma from the Flintstones would wear. I don't know. It's just a myth. And DJ, did they eventually take them? I don't think she painted over Tommy's mural. She probably made like one of her own. So, but DJ, I, I thought we were going to find out that DJ found out about that and wasn't happy. But, um, yeah, so. Best dressed, Max. Worst dressed, Nadia. And I didn't like the fake gray hair, streaks of gray in her hair. Just was like, come on. Lesson learned from this episode is going to be sometimes things aren't going to work out. We can plan and plan and plan, and sometimes there are setbacks. But just realize that because things happen that we don't expect doesn't mean that we shouldn't keep trying. That way we'll be more prepared for if something like that happens next time, we'll know how to handle it. Uh, as far as Fernando goes, it's like, seriously guys, if you're grown adults and you can't handle confrontating with your parent over something you feel you have to lie about instead of being honest, granted I could probably use that advice myself and stand up and because I know there are some family members that are like, oh, I'm going to need mommy to Texas. And, or they feel like I'm not capable of doing that, which is ridiculous. Other, I've led them a good chunk of my life to feel like I can't take care of myself when I clearly can, then that's not them. I just wish that they could see me as the adult I am and just how hard I've been working over the years to make strides and stuff for myself that I'm ready for this new big yet yeah, kind of scary adventure of moving out of state and starting a whole new chapter in my life. Most relatable for this episode. You know, I actually don't have a relatable for this episode. I can't think of any of the characters that I can think of that a situation I've had has been similar to theirs. So, of course, the next birthday we are going to celebrate is Michael Campion, who plays Jackson Fuller, his birthday is July 26th, so next week we'll be celebrating his birthday with Season 2, Episode 2, entitled Mom Interference. It's a full house for game night when Steve and Matt bring uninvited guests and Jackson decides to join the football team. So look forward to that. And then, of course, the last episode I will be covering in the cast members' birthdays this month is going to be... Season 8's The Producer for Lori Lawson's birthday. I know she's not on everyone's favorite list right now with everything that went down, but I still want to honor you know, her birthday as a cast member. So, Alright. Like I said, if you guys get a chance, if you're enjoying the podcast, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. The more reviews it gets, the more chances other Full House and Fuller House fanatics like yourselves can listen to the podcast. Alright, bye bye everybody.